Hello, everybody, and welcome in to episode... 25? I think it is 25. I mean, we are getting into, like, such high numbers that I... silver anniversary episode. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. That's how high it is. Uh, I'm Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News, and you are who? I am Barry Horn of the Dallas Morning News. Where is Kevin Sherrington? Somewhere on the Dallas North Tollway. Um, when we spoke to him only moments ago, I believe he was zipping through Highland Park area, which is typical of Kevin because, you know, he lives in the Tony areas. Speaking of Tony areas, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys, who are in a, a Tony position now. I thought you to speak about Tony Romo. First, Tony Romo, but the Cowboys, here we are this week, Cowboys' sole possession of first place in the NFC East. Super Bowl fever we have. Here we go, baby. Uh, okay, so do you want to talk about Sunday's game, Barry, and the finish? Or do you want to jump right ahead to the big meeting with the Eagles this week? Well, I just want to say it was an exhilarating, how's that word, exhilarating final minute and 30 or whatever it was, because Eli Manning, I guess, can count his money but can't work the clock. His clock management was weak. He's getting roasted in New York, but to the benefit of your Dallas Cowboys. He was definitely bad comedian Eli Manning on Sunday night. He was bad time teller Eli Manning. Uh, and Tony Romo, and conversely, Tony Romo was good Tony Romo. He, he, he was. He was in the touchdown pass, the touchdown play to, to win the game was typical Tony Romo looking like an absolute disaster is about to happen and then finding um, his favorite receiver, uh, Jason Witten. Just because he fumbled the snap? Is, yeah, is just because he fumbled the snap 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Okay. I thought that was kind of significant. Well, it, it was. And and here's here's something that the Giants will have to live with again. If they stop Witten before the goal line, the game is over. And so whoever the linebackers, the DBs, you've got to make sure he does not get into the end zone. Gets tackled. Game over on the half-inch line, and we're crying here in Dallas today. But I think that the Cowboys saw that all throughout the drive, that the, the, the Giants were playing so far off. And if you hit Witten at the one- or two-yard line, there was no way for them to converge and, and bring him down. Because before he's he a machine. He is. He is. And, I, you know, I mean, it, I, I think on his first touchdown, the, they, they were a little bit too soft at the goal line and didn't move the, the cornerback as, as far as they needed to aggressively. Look, this just goes to show you one thing. It doesn't matter how you play the whole game. It doesn't matter if, if you're behind. It doesn't matter if you, if you turn over, give the ball. What's the final score? Move on to next week. All right, so let's move on to next week before we, move, before we look at some of the situations that the Cowboys have. Uh, what's your initial take on Cowboys-Eagles this week? Well, I think the big number, the number everybody will be talking about this week is DeMarco Murray, Philadelphia Eagles starting running running back, nine yards against the Falcons on Monday night. Oh, but he was a much better all-purpose back. Uh, no. because He I, had 20 yards total. I think he had 20 yards all-purpose, and you you watch that game, and, every, and suddenly everybody's thinking, the Eagles? Really? So now we have the Eagles with a loss, we have the Giants with a loss, we have the Redskins with a loss, and we have the Cowboys. How do they maintain? Can, can they go wire to wire? And for, in, at the, in the in the division, could... listen, I I, <clears throat> I think that this division 
is not a, you look at the you look at the Redskins and that organization is a complete total disaster from the top to the bottom in every way shape and form I mean it you're is, right it is in my mind probably they may be battling for the Raiders for the worst organization no, the, in th- that's impossible there is no worse organization than the Oakland Raiders uh, <laughs> I, I want to say let, let's let's say that get that off the bat the, maybe the if you have a Super Bowl of worst organizations, the AFC and the NFC. Those they, are your two. Those are your, those two, are your two clubs. Uh, the Giants, uh, they've got issues. They they definitely have issues, and you know uh, Eli Manning has, in my mind, he's won two Super Bowls. He's proven to people that he is a legitimate and I'd say upper half quarterback. But he does make a lot of mistakes. He does. He does. He forces but- a lot of passes. Um, and he, he his clock management was just atrocious on Sunday night. Let, let, let's not go too far without talking about uh, the game coming up. The Cowboys will be playing without Des Bryant. How long will he be out? Uh, no one knows, but I think four weeks is utterly optim- optimistic here. Even if he I think back. six weeks is optimistic. Okay. I, I I think this is this is an issue, and I haven't done quite enough reading yet to figure out if this is the exact same issue that Julio Jones had coming out of Alabama but this was this is another elite receiver who had a screw put in that foot rebroke that screw 2 years ago with Atlanta and missed another significant amount of time so i think there's some concern long term what kind of impact that has on Dez speaking of uh, missing a significant Amount of time. I'd like to welcome into the podcast Kevin Sherrington. Uh, Great who, to be here, boys. Who, who finally made it down here? We're we're just talking about Des Bryant. Let, let me catch you up. We're talking about Des Bryant, number eighty-eight, number eighty-eight. Uh, who who I believe you and I had a conversation. I said he would be disappointing Des this year. You said he'd be dazzling Des. And first, <laughs> at least the first five weeks, at least the first five weeks of he's the season. He's disabled, Des. He's disabled, yeah. Des. Okay. Greg likes to point out when he's right because he's it's so, so infrequently it's right. It's so it's so rare. Yeah. But uh, the Des injury, you, are you buying four to six weeks? No, I, I don't. You know, this is uh, it's been proven that the, I guess it's this injury usually goes a little longer with guys. Uh, and and look, they've got a uh, they've got a bye week there. What week six? I think it is. You know, at the very least, he, he sits out. Everybody's sitting out through there. Why, <laughs> why, why rush that and, 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 and take a risk on something? All right, so then the question becomes, do the Cowboys have enough offensive weapons, particularly in the passing game, to continue to Ooh. control this division? What about the running? Let's talk about the running game a little bit, too. Well, we'll get to the running game, Barry. I know you. every week it's like, oh, let's talk about the running backs. Let's talk about, enough with the running backs. Let's talk about what this does to the passing game. Well, what what's happened is that we saw in this first game, which is always it's almost completely under the radar, is the emergence all of a sudden of Lance Dunbar, who was their leading receiver in this game and who made two really big plays on that last drive. I, I think what's interesting to me is that with the with the absence of Demarco Murray, he was the only one they were throwing the ball to out of the backfield last year. He was the only one in the backfield all last year practically. So we kept hearing it that. That uh, we've that, heard, we've heard for years that this would be Dunbar's role, and, and they never went. To he it. was going to be Darren Sproles' light, right? And and he's not even he's not been anything close. I read to that. that in the paper. It was, it was in a I think it was a tweet. Oh, a tweet. Okay. Uh, so so any, at any rate, should have known. They 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 could have 
you know, they, they are using him in this new role. Now, you hear talk about Gavin Escobar being split out wide. You know, Gavin Escobar, before you, before you <laughs> yeah, rip Gavin, who's yeah, caught yeah. the first touch? Who had the first Cowboy touchdown of the season? Yes, Gavin, Escobar. Gavin Escobar did. Thank you. I, I, look, I think, I, I, I think the two tight ends can, can be a weapon for the Cowboys. And I, I, I think that as much as we've made Escobar something of a, of a punchline, I, I, I think that the possibility exists that, that he and Witten can be – can, can create some degree of of of, of, a, of a second weapon for the Cowboys, and and I think and and I'm still amazed by the Cowboys' insistence that uh, Joseph Randall is the starting and and premier, I guess you for lack of a better word, running back. They've Re- never said premier. Well, they just say, well, but but he's he's still got, he's the guy who got the bulk of the carries. He got what 16 carries in that uh, game. Yeah, he he did get the bulk. McFadden was an afterthought. In that Six game. carries, and you know, and, and, and McFadden's numbers were ruined by when Lucky Whitehead missed uh, you know the blitzing safety coming up, and he gets nailed in the backfield. I thought clearly when you when you watch those two guys run, who looks more like Demarco Murray to you? Neither one. Well, neither one looks <laughs> like him. But they, well, although, how many yards did DeMarco Murray have last night for the Eagles? Nine. 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 Nine yards. 20 all purpose yards. But two touchdowns. But two touchdowns. Uh, but here, here's the thing. When, when uh, Darren McFadden, whatever you want to say about his history and what he should have been in Oakland and coming out of Arkansas, uh, when he ran with that ball yes, uh, on Sunday, he ran with authority. When he hit somebody, they moved. When Joseph Randall hits somebody, he bounces off of them, sometimes backwards. This is not a good thing. So I, I fully expect that at some point that that uh, that McFadden will get more carries than Joseph Randall. I, I think they will look at this like we gave you your shot, Joe Randall, and you didn't. You came up short. Can I take two words? Kristen Michael, or Christian Michael? Kristen. I think you pronounce it Christian. I think you're wrong. I think it's Kristen. Well, whatever it is, he's he's still the number four back at this point. For now, and I think right now they will look much more to get guys out in open spaces like they did with Dunbar on that last drive. And if it means that they're throwing more swing passes and and not necessarily – and they have a higher split than, than the 50-50 that we'd all love to see them have, I think that's what you have to do because of the set of weapons you have. Without a premier running back and without a premier wide receiver there – You've got to take advantage of whatever you can. And if you can create what we saw with Lance Dunbar the other night was if you can get him out in some open space, especially get some guys blocking downfield, the guy can create some some, some yardage. Well, here, here's another thing we learned. No Murray, no Dez, and Tony Romo wins the game for them. So that that's an important fact. Who's going to play left guard for the Cowboys this week? You know, I was really intrigued by the fact that Collins was not even active. For this game, and it's because McKenzie Bernardo can back up two positions. I, I get. That. I thought I thought Collins was supposed to be able to back well, up two positions. Well, that's too. kind of what they led us to believe. So I, I had to feel like he, the learning curve has been a little bit sharp for him, uh, and he's not been able to do that. So that's, but, that's but Ron Leary's is banged up. Yes, he he probably won't play. this I'm guessing week. that Bernardo. Will, if, if Bernardo was act, why in the world would would Collins? I don't you know, know. You know, uh, jump over uh, Bernardo at this point. I don't see that happening. But guys, uh, let's go back to one simple thing with Dez out. Who becomes the number one target? I think I think Witten becomes the number one target. I mean, you think he goes back to he goes back to what's comfortable for him? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. At this point, when you when you're looking around and you, you don't recognize some of these faces, look, uh, I, I think my problem with the, with the Cowboys putting this roster together at this point, I never really had a big problem with Terrence Williams being the number two, uh, but now it's, it's become clear he's not enough as a number two. 
you know, uh, when they went for him in the end zone and, and, and the, the bogus, uh, you know, uh, interference call, you know, on, on that play, he didn't even, he doesn't turn his body to try to make a play. He just kind of runs and sticks his arms up. You know, it, it, on, a, on a play like that, you have really got to use your athletic ability and make something happen at that point. And he, and he, and he just I thought that it. was a pretty good pass defense right there. Oh, that was a, it was a really good pass. But, but he didn't even turn his body. you got to turn your body and go up for the ball. And, and he didn't. He just stuck his hands up hoping that the ball was going to find so him. You don't think, so you don't think Terrence Williams steps up in terms of the number of targets he sees? Uh, He'll have to. I, I, think, think. I think everybody probably gets more targets. They just, they just spread it out among a lot of people here which is the way to go now the question i want to ask though is tony threw the ball 45 times are you comfortable with him throwing the ball 45 times well but no but they they were playing from behind most most of the game i think that has that that would have something to do out of necessity yeah but no i don't think anybody is comfortable but then again who I know, I know. Who should run the ball? Darren McFadden. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just. You saying. just don't want to see Tony Romo dropping back 45 times because 45 times means maybe he takes two shots, and if he takes two shots, one of them's likely or liable to Possibly. knock him right out. Yeah. But hey, that let's let's talk about and the offensive happened, line. He was he had time. And he had time he had lots time. of time. But now you know he, he, there were no sacks. There were no sacks. But it doesn't mean he didn't get hit. He right. did get hit a couple of times. Oh, he got we, hit late a couple of times. Yes, and and with no Des now, there's gonna. I think we're gonna see more blitzing. Oh, I, absolutely. I think we're gonna see more pressure on the quarterback and more defenses willing to take a little bit of a chance there. Well, like, I think what this means too for the offense is that they're gonna have to throw underneath more. Uh, you know, last year, even with the emergence of Demarco Murray, there were lots of times early in the season where you would see Tony looking downfield, which is great. We, obviously, you want to stretch the field here, right, and take advantage of that. But he'd be looking down the field, and Demarco would just be circling out there with his hands up, and and he wouldn't throw the ball to him. Uh, and, and then and then probably about midway through the season, he started going to that route with Demarco because Demarco's a very good receiver. So you saw things happening at that point. I, I, it certainly looked like last night without Dez that Tony or Sunday night that Tony that Tony was ready to go to those guys underneath. He was ready to go to, to Lance Dunbar. He was ready to all those check down routes that that kind of stuff was all good to him. So I think that's a really good sign. Well, Dunbar is Demarco Light coming out of the backfield. Well, yes, he's not. He's not going to knock anybody down. No, but, but wait but, a minute. This guy is Darren Sproles and Demarco Light he, coming he, he out of the backfield. God, coming out of the backfield. Hey, there's a reason he's been sitting around that they've kept him around year after year after year. They know what he can do, and now I think we'll get an opportunity to see it. Yeah, I think so. I think that, that, that'll be big. Now, now here's another question uh, for me. I don't know if y'all talked about this before I got here. By the way, I was working. That's why I wasn't here. I wasn't. I didn't sleep. Why were you working, Kevin? Do a little. Do a little quick take on uh, Steve Patterson being get, getting the boot at Texas. Apparently, somebody thinks maybe you shouldn't run the athletic department completely and totally like a corporation. Like ED, I mean, like you should <laughs> no, because I don't know how stupid people are. Who is the lifeblood of that? Athletic department, the boosters. Oh, I thought you were going to say Joe Jamel. Joe no, Jamel well, is the well, life well, well, what is Joe Jamel? The bo- you saw Joe, Joe Jamel, who I'd like to point out, canceled his suite yes. at the stadium. It, it, yes. it, it is remarkable to me that somebody could possibly come in there and think, I am Steve Patterson. I am bigger than the, the athletic department, bigger than the boosters. But we, we read all this about Patterson coming from John Canzano. The, yeah, from from Portland. And this it seems like everything that that John wrote about his time with the Trailblazers 
took place in three years at Texas. He alienated. Two years at Texas, not even two. Yeah, he alienated just about everybody in the university, and uh, this is quick. I need a flag. I got to throw a flag. We got to go back to talking about the Cowboys. All right, go okay. back. I want here's a question I want to ask about. To me, as, as not not as big as the loss of Dez, obviously, but but you know, in the neighborhood is was the loss of Randy Gregory in that game. I, yes. I think well, he was, Barry, having, he was well, already having an impact. Barry, you know, I, I know this is going to surprise you, but Barry gets very, he quells a little bit, that's Jewish, <laughs> about injuries. And he's very concerned about Randy Gregory and his high ankle sprain. That's a bad injury. That is a lit. Is, is, is the high worse than the low? It's a, Yes. It's, it's a, or the medium? It, here's what it is. A lingering injury. A lingering injury. Evan, Evan yeah. the Rangers it, have had, had. And, and in, in football, where explosiveness is so important, it is it is the kind of injury that, you know, people look at ankle sprain and say, tape it up, you know, a couple of days, let's go. This is the kind of thing that lingers four or five weeks, and you really have to be careful with it. And when Ian Kinsler had this with the Rangers in 2010, I believe it was, in spring training, the guy was not the same runner all season. It is the kind of thing that I think you have to manage all year. You're not going to see Randy Gregory be as explosive as the Cowboys had seen during training camp at any point this season. And that happens to be his strength, too. Absolutely. So that's so that's a big loss, I, I think. I think he was making a real impact. And I think early in the game, you saw Eli a little bit of a panic there in, in the pocket. And even when the Cowboys weren't getting to him, he was rushing his throws, and he and he was trying to get the ball out fast. Why are you shaking your head? No, Evan. No, I was just nothing. I'm fine. Were you using your Eli face? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a visual medium, Evan. Thank God for that. Yes. So, there are three God radio faces in here. All right, let's. Kevin, since you showed up late, you missed the first half of the of the podcast. Let's very quickly get to this week and the Eagles and what we think takes place. How about the Eagles losing? Again? You think the, Ca- the Cowboys start off the season 2-0, and the Eagles start off the season 0-2? Is that what you're predicting? No. What are you, what are you what, predicting? What's your prediction? What's going to happen? I, I, my prediction is that the Eagles will bounce back this week. Really? Yeah, so I think at, at home, uh, coming back, I think, I think they'll be fine. So you, so you think that the the Cowboys end up one and one after this? Yes, week? and th- I tell you, and I, I thought they were going to be, be one and one before Des got hurt. Right. Uh, so so why why would they be better now? Uh, this was the best case scenario: the fact that the that the Eagles lost their, their first game to the Falcons. That oh, was, that's terrific for the Cowboys. Were, were you surprised the by the lack of firepower out of the of the out of the great Chip Kelly's offense? Yeah, I, I was, and I, I'm I'm amazed by the fact that Marco Murray's got had nine yards, nine yards right. So the, the defending league champion in rushing has nine yards. The Cowboys all time season leader, yes. uh, rusher had nine yards, and and I was I was watching the game, and they, he's getting tackled behind, and I, I I know what he's thinking. He's thinking. Where's Zach Martin? Where are those? Where's guys? Travis Fred? Where are these guys when I need them? Where, no, what he was thinking is, where are the holes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there Why are, no are there no holes here? here? There are no holes. Yeah, and, and you know this is this will be interesting to see how this all pans out, especially considering how great the Eagles were in the uh, preseason. All right, so give me a score. I'm going to say Eagles 24, Cowboys 21. Barry, I'm going to go two and zero Cowboys. Cowboys 26. Eagles 19. I've lost complete faith in Chip Kelly after one game. One game? One game. <laughs> Plus last year. I, I'm going with the Cowboys they winning won 10 this games game. last year. Did you see Marcus Mariota uh, on, on Sunday, though? Chip Kelly's old quarterback. I just want, I just want to say. 
Perfect score. Perfect, perfect score. Perfect passer rating. He had a pretty good game. For the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Had a pretty good game. He what was, was the last time you had He was a... also playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who would lose to the Redskins in that <laughs> dysfunctional <laughs> NFC championship. What was the last time you had a perfect true. score on anything? Case closed. Okay, Prostate let's hear exam? your prediction. <laughs> uh-uh. And here's you enjoy those prostate exams too, don't you? All right, so prostate I'm gonna exams. go. I'm, oh, I'm gonna glad. go with this. Cowboys, twenty six. Eagles, twenty. That's pretty close to what I just said. Well, Evan. If Des had been here, what, what what score would you have picked? Forty to the no. 15? Well, what do you? What do seventy seven to what? minus three? No, no Des. No Randy Gregory. I mean, holy cow. No Ron Leary. No no, no Ron Leary. Listen, let's face facts. Arlington (laughs) is a city of winners, and I am fully on board the Cowboy bandwagon. You're driving the bandwagon, pal. I can't wait to go and watch practice at the Ford Center at the Star, whatever that stupid name is. You know, I was wanting to call it Jerryland. In Frisco? Yeah. You want to call it Jerryland? Jerry World, Jerryland? Jerry World stuck, didn't it? Uh, yeah, he, Kevin. Kevin is very proud of the fact that he claims he, he was the first to come up with Jerry World. I and, I and I'll buy that. What do you mean? I claim to be the first. Yes, I, I came up with Jerry World. Okay, yeah. so okay. But, yeah. but Jerry yeah, Land. Nobody else would have thought of that one. All right, let's get out of here <laughs> for the time being. Kevin, you're in the penalty box for showing up late today, even though you got Steve Patterson fired. Yeah. Uh, we will see you next week. Hey, you old guy over there. Who are you? I'm Barry Horn. You, Kevin Sherrington, and I'm Evan Grant, and this is Upon Further Review.